You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. is not very literate but he is very motivated and athletic and he's a calisthenics champion which i didn't know was a thing but he says wake up and he was, every day starts his day at four in the morning he says wake up you fat motherfuckers let's go and that's, that's a rock that's me today no the rock would never call anybody fat this mm-hmm. this dude is like much more problematic than the rock <laughs> so well, you had me my my youtube algorithm had some guy that just got out of prison Oh like yeah, big guy. But he's like, no, no. Um, he's from like San Diego, like jacked, covered in tattoos. But he'd be like, you know, here's how you work out without any equipment. And then it was like, here's what it's like when you're in prison, and you, you know, you have to, ma- you have to make a choice. I forget his name, but it was your fault that he's in my algorithm. Yeah, I follow like five of those dudes. Everybody, his name was like out- Wesley or something. Like I forget. Everybody, yeah, everybody, check out Iron Wolf for all of your burpee needs. Welcome to Axe to Grind. <laughs> The Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. How are we doing on burpees today, fellas? Killing it. Ups, downs, burpees, fucking, yep. (laughs) Patrick, how many times did you go to the pizza place before noon today? Oh, wow. Is it more than one? No, just one. There you go. Uh, I drove my father to the pizza place uh, as, here's a little little family lore, Mm. Uh, my niece comes over to cut everybody's hair and she has, I don't, I don't know how many kids it, at least four. Uh, and if you want to, I I'll send you photos of me with an infant. I look like really anxious. Cause I don't know what the hell, I don't know how to hold them or any of that shit, mm-hmm. but we've noticed, uh, to feed those kids, uh, presumably not the infant. Uh, we went out and got pizza. And uh, so when Bob and I spoke today, I was at the Pizza Gram. Shout out to Pizza Gram in Gilderland uh, with my father. Uh, so shout out to Pizza Gram and to go to our other sponsors today. Let's Big do it. Thank you to To Live a Lie. Oh. Wow. To Death Witch Inc. No. To Run for Cover. No. To close casket activities. Burn through the witches and burn through the witches. Down. In my Dragula. There you go. And we're going to talk about our two that I've already mentioned, Death Witch Inc. and To Live a Lie. Patrick, kick us off with some Death Witch Inc. talk. Rob sure. Zombie is vegan, by the way. Weird. And yeah. he's been vegan for like 30 years. Yo, what's weirder about them is that he beefs so hard with the less successful members of his former band. It's so weird. They're like, yeah, I guess we'd do a reunion. He's kind of a dick. And he's like, not on my life, you fucking losers. I'll just play these songs without you, fuck. Yeah, 100%. And all of a sudden, their stories check out. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Death Wish, uh, formerly of Salem, now of Beverly, uh, the prides of the the, the coastal Massachusetts region, I guess. a great label for uh, who did a great deal for uh, my musical career, and I owe them a lot. Uh, 
they have put out some very classic records and uh, they do an excellent job of putting those records out on vinyl. Mm. And uh, they have, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, I don't got it in front of me. They're doing a Converge You Fail Me. Uh, is that Redux or Redo? How do we say that word? Redux. I think it's Redux. Redux. We, we're, we're painting ourselves as quite American, but I think... It's I mean, I'm as, uh, listen, I'm sick of fighting it. I'm a straight fucking redneck. I don't, I don't expect me to know any words. Thought about this today on um, the fact that you and I will take a baseball hat where the brim is folded like a V over uh, a baseball hat that has a flat unfolded brim every day. Any day. day. Any that's, day. That's truly like we might as well have skull in our back pocket. You know yeah, I mean? no, I'm, close I'm, to that. I'm driving the, uh, the, the wheat combine or whatever. Whereas I don't know Tom's take. I think he likes a little curve to his brim, but he could rock a flat brim, and I just don't think I can. I, you know, I don't know if I could as a, as a man of, of advanced years – yeah. yeah, when That's I see people my age wearing a flat brim, it makes yeah. me want to like. It gives me the mots. I want to. Yeah, like, I want to. I, I. I just want to hide wherever I, I am. Feel, I don't feel good about it. All right. Well, we're gonna no, I'd rather go like full on. Like, hey, can I change your windshield wipers while you fill up? <laughs> yeah, we're we're packing a lip for you too, Tom. Here we go. Thank you. Yeehaw. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about it. We got uh, you fail me. Uh, Tom, where would you place this in the Converge discography? Where would you rank it? Some people put it very, very high. It would be pretty high. Um, I would go – I mean, they have so many records. I'd go top four or five. Yeah, oh, t- top – I think most people would say top four for sure. Uh, but- I, think, I think there's new era Converge fans who go, no, no, this is the start of Converge to me, and this is maybe number one. Sure. Oh, absolutely. This is the this was the the post Jane Doe record, correct? Yeah. Uh, is, so right. so this is immediately after Jane Doe, and then comes Axe to Fall. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of people who love this fucking record. Oh, this is the one with the fucking this Damn. one. Tell me if I'm wrong. Is this the one with like a number of guest spots, or is that Axe to Fall? I think. That's um, no, that was Fall. that's this. I believe. That's oh, yeah, because this okay. one's got like you're the right, right, guys right. from like Genghis Tron, you know. What I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so oh, that's like fall actually. Now that I'm looking, because like, there's there's like they have like Jonah from One Living Only Living Witness on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So uh, right, whatever. Here's the thing. Converges had such a discography that even within the four record span that I know well, I still fuck it up. This is a record that means a lot to people. Uh, Death Wish is going to do an exemplary job of making it shiny and beautiful. Go pick it up. That's a and Death this, Wish. Yeah, I mean, I think the the title track of this mm. top five converge songs. Yeah, there you go. The sludgiest. Like I remember <laughs> seeing that, like seeing them play this before the record was out, and even then, you're like, oh, no, oh, oh, you don't because say. like Jane Doe was so fast most of it, like most of it was like yeah. hyperspeed for that. That like it's like so fuck. It's amazing. So uh, this record also will play a factor in the topic of today's episode <laughs> because this is not considered. This is not the Jane Doe as far as aesthetic, but if you ask me, this is an iconic look. Yes. Converge. So 
We're going to talk about that as we get in. Tease. Let's fade into the next one. Deathwishing.com. Tom, take us off with some Run for Cover. We're going to go over to Run, Run for Cover's web store. Um, and for the holiday season, they're doing um, some bundles of their 2021 records. So you could either get Portrayal of Guilt, Christ Fucker. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get that for your mom, your aunt, or your cousins, you know, super Merry religious. Merry Christmas, ones. Dad. Merry Christmas. Here's <laughs> Christ Fucker. Um, Narrowhead Satisfaction. MacHaverscan. Did I say that right? MacTaverscan, I believe. MacTaverscan. MacTaverscan. I've been I'm on sorry. tour with them, and I apparently. I for all things. One step closer, this place you know. Mini trees always in motion. Mm. Runner always repeating. Mm. Fiddlehead between the richness, between the richness, or citizen life in your glass world. If you order those records, you get a free run for cover T-shirt. Pretty good, and it's actually really nice because like you could wear this, you could wear this to Christmas, and no one's going to be offended. Yeah, it's, no. a, it's also pretty. It's stylish. a very nice logo. It's a it very very like North Face, like crisp, like ah, beautiful logo. Perfectly clean. I got one of these RFC shirts. Rocket on the regular. So go to runforcoverrecords.com. Hit that web store. Let them know you came from us. Get those end of year bundles. Guys, how you doing? How we feel? Uh, I feel of the world as we know it. No, listen. Everybody feels fine. I feel (laughs) fine. Uh, I got my ticket to Australia. I'm excited uh, to see my beautiful partner for the first time in. uh, Oh, that's nice. What like a like? uh, How many months is that? Is that like many months? Twenty two months or something? Yeah. Um, Holy no! Twenty. Yeah. So uh, that that's pretty exciting. Uh, I am, uh, I'm remaining optimistic that Australia is going to, uh, have their British, uh, descended stiff upper lip and, uh, not freak out in the face of, uh, Omicron. So, uh, wish, wish me luck. I'm quite excited. Uh, everybody, uh, see you in, uh, Australia. Do you know that, uh, is it summer down white there? attacks are not uncommon? Yes, it is yes. summer. Yes. And it is. And great white attacks are quite common. But I yeah, think they're more common on the uh, Pacific side, right? I don't think the Indian side. Uh, I'm uh, I'm on the Pacific side. Is that right? Why are you acting like you're going to actually go out and like go Perth to the beach? Perth is on the Indian Ocean. I'm on Perth is on the what? It's on the West Coast. Yes, it is. On the Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean. East I don't even know. What, I never even heard of that. <laughs> now you're making names up. <laughs> Did I make that name up? No. No, no. Okay. no, you didn't. no that sounds on, so incredulous. I'm on the Pacific Ocean. No, that's the East Coast, bro. You're not going there, are you? No, I'm not going to the East Coast, but it's uh, it's not the Atlantic Ocean that I'm in, is it? Dude, are oh, you kidding? Fucking God. What are you doing? There's only, there's only all of our we have a ton of lovely listeners in Australia. We Dude, apologize for being idiotic Americans. No, you can't go to Perth until you know this shit, bro. What ocean am I on? They, You're listen, gonna be on the Indian Ocean, bro. But it, but hold on. But the oh, Indian Ocean, so no disrespect to the I guess India, is not one of the two oceans I'm familiar with. What is That's it right. what is it an annex of? It's the third largest ocean. Oh, now we're just making shit up. Uh, you're not. You're. You're also going to be bummed when you find out there was a fifth named ocean that just came in the South Ocean, Southern Ocean. Um, Look, so I don't know what you're going to do. You know what's fucked up? I want to give people their oceans. I don't know where the South Ocean is, but if it means something to somebody, I want to be like, "Oh, you have your ocean. Good for you." But like, 
let's keep it simple, everybody. There's an Atlantic, there's a Pacific, and then you've got like, you know, like the Black Sea, you got the Baltic, you got the Mediterranean. I, I understand. Yeah, look, you got, this is he's triggering on the the uh, geographic geographic nature here. Uh, go look at a map, and you'll see how big the Indian Ocean is. It's like it's like thirty Black Seas, bro. Yeah, but can't we just say it's part of the? What's it closer to? Is it closer to the Atlantic or Pacific? Closer to the closer to the Pacific, but it's it's really separated, man. It's between Australia and Africa. This is where this is where everyone's brain is blowing up because they're like what are you guys talking about um yo indian ocean supposed to be really calming luke longley and uh, phil jackson went and swam there after they won the third of the second three-peat bowls titles it's good enough for me yeah you and luke <laughs> pat's gonna um, play across the country doing acoustic sets um when he gets locked down to, yo how uh, long t- tom just a quick question because this is this blew my mind a little bit because i it's one of those maps are fucked up wise yeah. How long do you think it takes to drive across Australia? I mean, it's got to be like a week or 10 days or something. No. No, no, in a car. I'm guessing three days, four days, four days. No, because no, by hours, what's wrong with you? Oh, I did hour? a week, 168 hours. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's equivalent to the U.S. It's 42 hours. Right. Crazy. It's like... So on it's our actually maps, further to drive across um, Australia. I think it's close. It's, it's about the same. I, no, it looks like it's further. Yeah. So on our maps, Australia looks kind of small by comparison to the U.S., but I think it's the exact same size. Like I yeah. think it's like just like no disrespect to Australia, but I think it's like just U.S. South. But you yeah. can't really tour Australia like just by van, right? No. no well, there's a large part. It would be like if there was literally like we joke about the middle of the country you know the, it, it'd be like if there was literally nothing there it was it was all nebraska's yeah middle. it'd be like going from chicago to uh seattle and that's your that's your next show i feel like i've someone's booked me on that tour yeah I, times I, you I know what when, when i said it like that i was like yeah you know what <laughs> i've that's, been there that's two days bro there you go <laughs> yeah um tom how are I'm you very feeling? jealous how am i feeling yeah, other than jealous of Pat going to Australia. I'm jealous of going to Australia. Um, I'm all right, you know. Fucking so far healthy and happy ish. Well, healthy, sure. Okay. Let's not get crazy. Come on. How you doing, Bob? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. Uh, you know, holiday season. Shout out to everybody who's got the holidays coming up. Um, I think I'm done doing all the like bullshit shopping. Um, gives me one less mundane thing to say to people I have to talk to that I don't want to talk to, like Uber drivers or people who are cutting my hair. Um, like, oh, I think I'm all done with my Christmas shopping, you know. <laughs> and then, then we can go in on that for a while. It's a fun repartee. Um, can I bring up one thing before I forget it? Please, let's go. I would just like to give a shout out to Adam and Big Jim Records, Big Jim's Records mm-hmm. in New York State, Buchanan. Who, after hearing us talk about the Paul Bearer vinyl of him calling me and my bandmates an unfortunate slur, sent us copies in the mail. Mm. I love it. So now we all have copies of my my moment. It was it's literally my moment. <laughs> Bless up. Fuck the I record. Like fuck hard. Like that he had that many copies on hand. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, fuck that. Like I put out a bunch of records, whatever. Like my moment. Was being the like me, you know, get like being the victim of Paul Bear's ire, mm. and it's on vinyl forever. So, feel thank you to Adam for doing that. We appreciate that. 
Yeah, shout out Adam. Shout out Big Jim Records, which is in Peekskill area, New York. Yes. So anyone who's cruising through uh, this holiday season, stop in and, and get a good one for us, okay? Yeah. Um, I was so psyched to see that. I I, I, I can't tell you. So made made my day to get the message from you on that. And yeah. uh, really, all we needed was that nice thank you note. That was that was more than we could have ever asked for. Big thanks for the records too. Appreciate it. Um, yo, today's a Pat idea episode. Well, all right. I you tell me if this is a hijack. All right, mm, probably. Are you changing and, it? Then? No, no, no. I want to talk about the topic, but I feel like there is a quick hit that might not be quick at all. And yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. The response to Turnstile being on network television. Oh, I think I, I can feel where this is going from you, um, Tom. Do you want to give your take on it first? To me, it's been about like 99% overwhelmingly positive. That's all I yeah. saw. Yeah. Um, personally watching it, like I don't know those dudes. But watching it, I felt like a, an odd sense of like pride. Just yeah, because I mean, it was kind of like, hey, fuck it. Holy shit. Like, you know, we, hardcore and punk, you're never like looking to do that. But like they were put on that platform. Mm-hmm. And like they did right by all of us. Yeah, I had a friend, uh, shout out to Andy, he said it, and he's like, he knows one of those dudes, because one of those dudes, Franz, shout out, uh, Bricktown resident for a while, um, so he knew him, and he was like, you know, I didn't know, I only knew that dude a little bit, and I don't know the rest of those guys, but I like Turnstile, and he was like, you know, it just felt like a W for hardcore, like, and it, it, he, he looked at it in a real positive way, I was like, I, I said it to him, I was like, that's that's nice, that's a really, that feels really nice. It feels uh, Patrick, like a W. And I think and that's nice. It, it feels nice to feel a W, right? They played two songs. They played the most hardcore song on the record on mm-hmm. fucking national TV. Mm-hmm. They could have mm-hmm. gone to like that song with blood on like something that was a little bit more palatable to like regular fucking civilians that are watching Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Patrick, do I see a little, do you got a little rain cloud? Do you want to swing it over here? It's not, no, it's not a rain crowd, cloud. Firstly, I, the part that I find most interesting is not my response to it, but is the complete difference in how this was received today versus how it may have been received fifteen oh. years ago, twenty years ago. Wait, let's let's put an end date on this. When is the last time where Turnstile going on Seth Meyers or any late night TV show? What's the last year where people would have looked at it and either dismissed it or used it as an excuse to, to turn on turnstile 2010. Yeah. I'm going to say somewhere in that 2010 to 2012 range is where it's like all of a sudden people wouldn't go, Hey, good for them. So um, like, fuck that. Ugh. but who would have been like, you know, think about like, you know, late night. I mean, who's like before turnstile, who else made it? like none of like the know. bigger like who's the most punk band that like was on like a national TV show? I mean, Probably like we're still at the drive-in. Like, yeah, right, right. And like they're they're kind of like they're they're five steps further removed from hardcore hardcore oh, sure. than yeah. turns. Sure, but like quicksand. What's what what, what late John Stewart? Show were they on? And they were three or four steps further removed from hardcore hardcore than Turnstile. You and know? I mean, John Stewart was known for having alternative, like that Sunday right. real estate. Like he had, like that was his deal because he was a fucking 
city Punk garden dude. bar yeah. guy. Yeah. So like that made more sense. But like when was you know it's usually like AFI, Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah. Bands of that ilk that are all hardcore kids, but like playing very pop music. Yeah, we we might be forgetting something, but I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, AF on that uh, that that uh, close. Remember that that CCTV thing that they did with like Uncle Floyd? <laughs> yeah, the Uncle Floyd stuff is really no cool. drummer, right? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. And they sound, yeah, dude. That shit's all good. I love that shit. Um, fuck, you just you just tripped me back to close CCTV, close circuit TV, and like public access tv that's what it was i couldn't think of the word yeah still a thing in new york city until i don't know i don't i haven't watched cable tv in new york in a long time or i think it might still i think it might still be be. oh it's fucking incredible i love that um i mean that woman robin bird does anybody remember that i don't remember it was like it was like a sex show oh okay on like on public access like i don't like like justin could quote it which says maybe something about him. I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> He's as a respected public figure. He was That's just right. very aware of the public and their information. Oh, I mean, it wasn't anything. It was like, yeah, it was like you know, it was like Doctor Ruth, but like someone who is very kind of overtly sexual. Mm. There was nothing like untoward on the show. Yo, uh, Pat gets your your hit your hit. Uh, no, I yeah, I, I you, really you just want that's it. I, you just want to talk about the takes. It I, seems like everyone had a positive response. A hundred percent. I saw nothing. I, I saw nothing yeah. but positive. I'm sure there's some weirdo hater, Sorry. but like, it it's just seeing the like as Tom said, like kind of like a little like a little bit of like scene pride uh, directed that way. Yeah. I thought it was just so interesting, just by the like comparison. And to our listeners who are younger. Uh, honestly you might not get it at all like it, it, there was a time where this would be a bad thing like they couldn't come home again and that's not the case with turnstile right you were shooting your shot but like when you fail at that level yes like that, yeah. oh yeah you, oh yeah you can't come back here now but yeah. i think the thing was like this is like a perfect storm because they put out a record that literally everybody loved it's a fact so they want to see them get that w Usually, when bands from like punk and hardcore get to that level, it's on a record that nobody liked anyway. Yeah, that's and true. Like, and it turns, and it's like the turning away from hardcore record. Can I be real? Right. Like, like I think it, it Glow On might be Turnstile's most traditional to form hardcore record. Like, not to say any of the records aren't hardcore records; they all are. But I'm saying if you transported someone here from 1987. Hardcore kid, Turnstile is going to blow their mind in a lot of ways. But if they had to pick one of their records, they might reach for Glow On, well, just based on those songs. They're driving the the like Defang is a secret sauce. He's he is an unbelievable drummer and keeps them no matter what they're doing so tethered to hardcore. Hold like, on, it's awesome. I think I think we're so we're going to talk about the albums of the year, and I'm sure they will come up. So I'm going to save my suck. Like uh, I'm, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I I, I'll, I'll, I'll suckle on them later. Yeah, yeah uh, hot take though. Uh, Defang, definite MVP of that show. Oh yeah, he was great, incredible. Like it just showed. Like I mean, the whole band is just they're like fucking killers. But like him, yeah, it was just they did they they just. Yeah, it's it was super awesome. Like fucking TLC, the song is a fucking bad brain song mm-hmm. with different words. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and so they that, played it on fucking national television. 
that's what I really want to talk about. Like, I think Bob touched on it when he said it's it's a hardcore record. I I I want to save some of this commentary for it's end safe. of year, but what I what I will say is uh, I don't disagree with either of those assessments because there's there's some bands that are going for what Turnstile. Uh, ostensibly is going for, but they're missing the mark a little bit or, you know, or we could say putting their own spin on it or whatever, but they end up going much more alt and somehow turnstile while they might've put out what is to some people's ear an, an alt record. It feels much closer to like a roots post hardcore than it does. Yeah. A, a, a an alt record and i think that the fact that they have somehow um threaded that needle is really fascinating and the fact that it resonates with so many people just by virtue of being good uh is really fascinating but we can talk about all well, that let's, let's talk about the record more later um major kudos to them turnstile doesn't need any more praise from us we probably do it every five episodes but yeah you mentioned threading the needle they've thread the needle based on being exceptional musicians and exceptional songwriters and doing an unbelievable job there but also like there's a level of thoughtfulness into the way they handle their band and we've praised it a bunch of times so we don't need to go too hard on it but you can tell uh, give them the w if you're a hater on turnstile yo i understand a lot of my friends don't like them most of them just go eh, not my shit cool good for them the ones who are dusty about it you're trying really hard to be dusty about it. And that's you don't need to. It's all good. It's a struggle. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. So, so today's topic is a good one. It's something I think we've circled a lot in different ways. Um, and it's kind of uh, behind the curtains. We talk about evergreen. The quick hit makes this a not evergreen episode, but this could be because it's something we can talk about at any time. And uh, the concept's one that I, I really appreciate. It's it's the complete album. So PK, give it. So uh, this occurred to me as I was reading a comic book from the very early two thousands, and it felt complete. And that that impression that it left on me of a complete work was really strong. It, it, and it made me think about all the failings of things that I've done in my life. And also like that other people have done that things that I like, things that I think are good work, but they're not complete. And what got me thinking about complete is that every facet of, of the uh, piece serves the whole. And, and we've described this before as a vibe or, or, or a, a kind of a holistic energy to the thing. And uh, I, I just wanted to talk about and praise records that we think achieve that. And a lot of the classics, like going through like in my head, like planning for this. The classics do not, Tom. Really do not. Yeah. So, for example, if I could throw out an example of one that it does is. not. That like when you think about it, you go, wait, what? Yeah, hit me. Tied down. 
Mm. Oh no, no, uh, decidedly haphazard vibe. I have the cover is embarrassing. Right, I have a I have a reverence for the cover in the the back and all that. Yo, because of the record, because the record, it feels low energy. It feels like it was kind of like, oh, let's get something together here. It's not. There's there's tying someone down. Right, (laughs) it's pretty on the nose. It's fucking terrible. The nose, and it's it's like that energy. Whereas, like, if you look at the negative approach, seven inch, okay. Um, now even that's pretty bad. It's you know what it is. Total Recall is the best of the three. I don't know. I don't know. I think the seven inch because of the manic look on the face. I think using that face, which by the way. That's not an old reference at that point, right? You no, know, like that's, that's what's years? extra weird about it. Right. It's like a pseudo current, but they tried to pull it out. I think the insert and all the artwork and ephemera around it really helps. Um, I like the text at the bottom. I think it created form in a lot of ways. Like that's so much, even it, regardless of your feeling of if that's A plus work or, or C work, it's two steps above the tied down LP. Like, Clearly, right? Like it's significantly better than the LP. Do you agree with Tom? Yeah, I could, yeah, I would agree with that. So, uh, I I think this is I, I tend to agree, and it's something where the ask to the listener who's hearing this is to do exactly what we just did, where it's like, yo, I have a reverence and passion for negative approach tied down, but I have to pull myself out of it and go, wait a second. Do I actually think the record cover is good or do I love the record cover because I love the record so much? And that's kind of the fun ask. Um, like, would I, you find this I, yeah. if you were flipping through and you were at a record store? Yes. And you had no idea like who Negative Approach was, but you're getting into punk and you were flipping through and you saw that cover. I would hate it. I would keep going. Same. Right. So, so here, let me give an example of a, a record cover that that I think pulls in the energy that, that to be honest, I really like the record, but I like the record cover more, uh, corrosion of conformity animosity. Yeah, it's cool. Really cool looking has this again, kind of has that, like it's really detailed. It's kind of gnarly looking, but you see it and you read, you get the name corrosion of conformity. The name of the record is animosity. Then you see the cover and you're like, yeah, this all tracks. You know what I mean? And I think the music fits. It's complete. I just wish I liked it as much as I like the music on Tied Down. I just don't. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I also, I think it's a worthy conversation, Patrick, the idea of being complete and, and expand upon that because I think we're, we're going right now to the aesthetic because I think that's a huge part of it. I think the record art and everything feeling like it ties in the right way is important. Um, but I also think the music on the record is is a part of it to me too is 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 it complete oh yeah is well it, there's is it I, episodic is it like like so you, you you did the comparison to comics and comics by nature by definition are a periodical they come out in an episodic in their episodic entertainment theoretically ser- ser- stories well, are called story arcs yeah serialized storytelling and right. th- in principle that's the energy that we sh- should get from a good uh a good track listing. Right. Uh, and and if you go from 1 to 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever it is, that you feel that sense sonically as you go through that you've... And I don't think it's necessary for every record. 
but occasionally you get a record that feels complete. Well, can I give the next one, one that we've talked about on this podcast? Please. And I'm going to challenge it in one respect. Humanity is the Devil has such a vibe. We've talked about it. It's There's something impressive about it, right? Yep. But does that goofy photo of them on the back from the warp tour take yes does it take away or does it add oh so <sighs> the the fo- so here's the thing when you say from the warp tour it doesn't pulls help. it out a little bit when well, you just see the photo i love the photo I so do i cuz if you don't know them and you're like this band is so evil but look at them yes and you see and the i think it's awesome and the contrast between one band name two record title three record cover Four sound, well, and then five that live shot. You go, wait a second, these aren't all dudes in black shirts and black jeans. Correct, and that's, a, a that's, jersey? that's yes. what we like about it. What we like it's, about it is that we look at it and we go, hardcore band, and it and it creates this different texture. That yo, I don't know, is it nine out of ten? It doesn't work. Eight out of ten? It doesn't work. Here, it really works for me. I like that it's color. It's weird. It's if you get the details, they're like, yeah, they're playing the Warp Tour. It's like, no, don't tell me that, fuck. But everything else about it, when you just have it as part of the the document, I fucking love it. And it's a good example. Yo, it's not my favorite Integrity record. It's probably their most complete. At, well, let me add something. I think that Vocal Test makes the record. And I don't mean because <laughs> I don't mean because it's good. What I mean is... That's a fucking vibe. Yes, the personality infuses from jump. Yeah. Yes. It's got a booklet. It's got yeah, it's, weird fucking soundscapes. It's yeah. So you remember I, the booklet? I I remember the booklet. Yes. That came no, I don't know if that still is the comes with book? the record. Yeah, it's awesome. Um and and yo, iconic artist, Passad doing the art and doing the art that feels a little bit out of his style. Like it is his style yeah. clearly, but it's not, it's I wouldn't not expect just a skull. That. Yeah. No, it's not just right. a skull. Um, I think that's a complete record. D- let's do this. If we're going to throw out some undisputed or eh, whatever, or eh, I don't agree. Let's, let's give it so we can go. It's unanimous. So to me, undisputed integrity, humanity, the devil is a complete record. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah, I would agree. Undisputed. Give us another one, Tom. You got any to come to mind? I have. Yeah, I have a list. Yes. Um, this one, I don't know how familiar everyone is with it. Not mm-hmm. that I'm pulling from a fucking. This is a very famous record, but I don't know if you guys are fans of it. Mm-hmm. And depending on your taste, maybe may work or may not. Mm-hmm. For me, River Runs Red, Life of Agony. Complete record. Because so the whole story is that this kid gets broken up with, loses his job. The record ends with him killing himself. Mm. But I don't So throughout the record, there were like voicemails, like reaching out, like, you don't show up for work anymore. Fuck you. You fought like all this sort of stuff. That's like, it's like literally a, like there's like a song and then it's like Monday. Then there's a song and it's like Wednesday. It's like a full week of this person's life. And the record ends with like his mother finding him. It's pretty good. But like the 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 
the artwork is like a painting of like like a bloody arm from like the dude like Slay. I mean, it's very it's it's fucking you know pretty depressing shit. But the record's pretty depressing. But I think like for an entire pack, like this is like a, a theme that was played out through the lyrics, through the interludes, through the cover. I think it's like one of the more kind of like cohesive pieces of music, at least in hardcore, in the last thirty years. I would have to give it to you as I don't know enough. And I don't know enough either, but I'll say this. I think regardless of how you feel about the record, the album cover has a feel, right? Like it has an energy and it's like an iconic look that I almost feel like it's one of those things where certain bands have record covers that are part of who the band is. And this is one of them. You know, like here's the logo, the, t- you know, everything kind of fits. I don't even think it's the best looking cover, but it just is what I think of when you say Life of Agony is this record cover. So that certainly feels like a part of being something that goes beyond just a record, you know? Absolutely. All right. I got one that I think both of you are familiar with, at least enough. And it's a record I talk about a l- lot, but I, so we don't need to go too hard in it. But when it comes to complete records, one of the first things that comes to my mind is tragedy self-titled. Sure. First tragedy sure. record. Right. Yeah. Iconic, iconic art. Everything feels everything feels like death or about to die and just miserable and, and hard. And there it is. I, I just think that's a great example where everything feels of a piece. Yeah. Yes. It, it, absolutely true. Okay. <clears throat> Undisputed? Undisputed. LOA, if we if we you just have the wrong audience here from me and Pat. Yeah, no one is yeah. Enough. All right, uh, who's next? Well, I just want to say a thing that is so minor that you and I have talked about. It, 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 Tom, I don't know if you had a strong opinion on it or not. The black and white art with the single band of color. Yeah. So utterly perfect for that record. Yes. It, we're we're getting into like real minutia shit, but that minutia shit pops it's yeah. awesome and you'll notice that they don't use it for like it does that's not blood or anything it's a single band of color yes fucking dope uh i've got one that i just want to read this on discogs to you mm. this is <laughs> you're not going to be able to guess this but you can if you want to try this is the comment <clears throat> uh of it on red strictly limited to 50 pieces Discog statistics say 55 people have this. I guess somebody is lying. Now, <laughs> do we th- – here's a question for uh, you know, people who have played on records and people who have put out records. Do we think somebody's lying? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I no. think that there's uh, 50 – I think there's a 100 of these <laughs> that, that are oh, – yeah, someone, Someone's lying. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yes, you're correct. The band. Uh, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. never get exactly what you asked for. Print like yes. Record wise, yeah. there's always overage. Uh, here's one that I'm curious what you guys are going to say about this. I think you'll give it to me. Maybe not. <clears throat> Marauder Master Killer. You can look at that art and say pretty goofy. Yeah. In conjunction with the name. Yep. With the album name in conjunction with what they were doing, does it just happen to transcend how goofy it is 
and arrive at a real kind of this is a person. Like I guess this is what I'm driving at. The person that loves Marauder is still a person and mm-hmm. was a person when this record was contemporaneous. Yeah. It it is a hundred percent a type of human being that this art, this band name, this album name grips that person and they get it immediately. Is that a complete record? I have to defer to both of you. You're way more in the know on this. I'll say this. This record feels like that from the outside looking in. It feels like borderline definitive of time. Honestly, a lot like what Tom was talking about with Life of Agony. To me, band name and title should feel in sync. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Life of Agony, River Runs Red. I don't know why, but the Life of Agony and then River Runs Red, which evokes like, oh, is it a river of blood? Blah, 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 whatever. You know, it's like, okay. Um, Master Killer with this art, which, by the way, when you look at the cover of this record and the proportions, this is like some real sub Rob Liefeld shit right here. Yep. But yep. when you pull out, it's like one of it's a it's is it what is it is it a Monet? When you look at it, when you get up close, you're like, ah, I don't you know. From afar though, it's it's this badass dude holding the sword. You know, yep. you're like, all right, it 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 feels very of the time, but definitive in a way. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's like it, depending on your taste. It's like the same thing with the Life of Agony record. It's like you could think this is like the cheesiest thing ever, mm-hmm. or think it's rad as fuck. Yeah, I think. The layout, like you know, Jorge's wearing like a like a a bandana. Yep. Like the video is like a fucking Mortal Kombat video. <laughs> yeah, Some of the, no, it really is. I mean, it's yeah. like, and then Jorge's like sitting in the throne watching people fight and sing to it's you know like and See, like he, their promotional he got, stuff. got the braids in that right? Yes. Yes. He's, yeah, yeah, it's like perfect. Fucking hardest dude alive. It's perfect. Um, and like, yeah, like the promotional thing was like I think it was throwing stars. Yes. Like Marauder Fuck. throwing stars back then. Yes. But I think it, depending on your taste, like it could be like this could be like way too much and like too computer generated mm. or it could be the sickest thing ever. But I think it, no matter what, you got to say it's like a cohesive piece of art. I think that's true. I think, yo, when you look at the picture on the back and the cover, it all works together, you know, and and say what you will. There were people and there are people who look at this record and look at photos of this band from this time period and go, that's what I want to look like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, so Morgano so, still has braids. Yeah. Yo, if you can pull them off, they're cool. If I get hair, if I get a hair transplant, I would do it. <laughs> Mine just grows out. It doesn't grow down. That's the only problem. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so here's my question. Sonically, is this, this a complete journey? If Again, outside looking in, this is the one everyone cites. Yeah, from Marauder, to, you know what yeah. I mean. To me, this is their perfect record. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And I, I think I think this would qualify for, as a complete record. Um, and and that's the part you got to be able to pull yourself out a little bit and go, you know, like this isn't a record I love, but people love it, and they don't. And that's a good way to do this. If it's not something you were passionate about, people love this record and don't just love these two tracks it's like no 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 this is a record that we want to see them do first to last and i need to own the shirt 
And please, no, don't don't mess with the colors. Everything has to be exactly as it was. This is what I want, you know? Yeah, and I think the way, like, when Pat, like, you know, brought up the, the like, the theme and stuff, like, I always kind of looked at it as, like, like a cohe- like, you know, a cohesive thing. Whether or not you like it, whether or not there's a couple of songs you could probably do without. Sure. Like, just to look at it and be like, yep, this is, like, and not, you know, it's easy to kind of do it retroactively. There's some great, you know, I mean, we talked about Negative Approach. We talked about other records that are, like, no, this fucking cover. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's just fucking unbelievably bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this record is, there's great, there's better records with less, with terrible covers than some of the records we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. You know what I mean? All right, oh, so I have I have I have a list. Yeah, go. It is. Do we want to do one? There, there's one that's going to be a two of three, and there's one that's going to probably be a three of three. Which one do well, we want to do first? Well, hold on. Maybe I can direct you a little bit, Tom. Yeah. You, you said earlier a thing that I was confronted by and makes sense, which is that a lot of the very early hardcore releases, the ones that we think of as like, you know, like for us, maybe – uh, very Perfect records like yeah. untouchable classics, etc. Yeah, and for, first, first to you know, for, uh, first ten, you know, first whatever. Uh, a lot of those are by nature haphazard. Uh, did you find any classics that are certified? This is a complete record. Um, like from from that the early eighties. Let's say through eighty. Let's say through even eighty seven. All right, did, I'll, I'll give you a couple right off the top of my head. I got one. Go for it, Tom. You go first. Break down the walls. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because yeah, I just I, mean, I feel like that like that energy on that record and the energy on that cover. Yep. All fit together. Up. The pictures of the guys on the back, they're all kind of yelling and moving. The whole record is a move. It's like break down the walls. Ray's like reaching out to the crowd mm-hmm. to like bring them through to the other side. It's I think it's <laughs> the photo itself. It's it's like the haircut a photo. Is shit. That- People have picked apart the photo one bajillion ways um, and studied it. You know, like uh, I think the look of the record, how it's stark, bright colors, straight text, you know, like it's defining a, a, a micro genre in a genre and, and yeah. bent the way punk records looked for at least, I mean, from that point on, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's people that put out records in 2021 that are still going for that vibe. Oh. Well, better haircuts now than that was on that cover because <laughs> race um, that. So, yo, how about, I mean, do all three of us think that Minor Threat Out of Step is a complete record? Oh, um, yeah. Actually, Locked. yes. Yes. Right. Perfect right. art. Perfect. Like, perfect art. And by the way, like, um, Salad Days, uh, you know, it's cool. It's It's like, it's good, you know, it's good. The In My Eyes cover, just a live shot. But cool, but like it's not. But the first seven inch, the crouch shot, you know, and then the back cover. The back cover is a little messier than people remember or think about the first minor threat seven inch, the filler seven inch, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the cover's iconic. I think the record's iconic. So that's a perfect, that's a complete absolute movie. Two. Um, Chromatic Age of Coral. Uh, it sounds like a bomb drop. The cover's a bomb dropping. Uh, Basically, a lot of the elements of the band, for better and worse, personalities, good things, bad things, 
are all embodied in the art and the design of that record. Yeah, I'm looking at it. You're not wrong. Right. Yeah. Regardless of feeling. Um, so yeah. there's others like that. It's that like it's that content meets form thing that I, I kind of get real jazzed on where I think like there are there are examples, but there's a lot that don't, you know, um, and there's a lot where you got to think about it like, yo, I'm a sucker for Raymond Pettibone art. I really right. love all those Black Flag record covers. <sighs> Do Damaged? I? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I like it a lot. I think but it's like, awesome. Yeah, like Damage might be the most... and uh, Low-key, I really love the back cover of Damage. I just think the way it all lays out is perfect. Um, but like the... the pet, like My War, Slip It In, Loose Nut, In yeah. My Head, that run where it's all the, the um, Pettibone art. Yeah. Like, that's the question where I go, I love the art. I like that they had a thing going on with the colors and just these bright, solid colors. But do I think that it is a complete record with that? Do I think it? I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't think so totally. Like, could Loose Nut have different art? Yeah, maybe. I also think it could have a different guitar tone because the songs rip and the guitar tone is um, uh, subjective, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I don't, like, those are, to me, at least three of those four records are classic. Uh, two were certified. One is damn good. And I still wouldn't consider them complete, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think example, that's fair. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the artwork is amazing. But not all of it ties to me. Their stuff yeah. doesn't always tie into the record itself. So, so here's the question. The it's a separate the, thing. Right. And, and look at the cover. Like, okay, so of those, the four that I just gave, My War, Slip It In, Loose Nut, In My Head. Probably the artwork that ties in the best might be Loose Nut, but the title track of that record is just really weird, and so's the art. <laughs> it's like, what right. the hell is this? Maybe like Family Slip Man it in, is you the know? best one. No, Family Man's really cool. I think that fits the best. Yes. Whereas, like, on just, just aesthetic, the cover of My War is iconic and looks really cool. Sure actually sit and look at the photo is it a puppet like is it a right. box glove is it the arby's thing like what the hell's going on <laughs> um so so all right tom you were asking us to direct you give us the three of three first three of three i'm gonna go um his hero's gone 15 counts of orson yeah that one the artwork is, yeah and the just the entire fucking vibe of the record, I think, fits together perfectly. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm literally looking at the artwork now, like, because I got a print of it from, from the dude who did it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fucking perfect. Yeah, it is. It's just like the whole vibe. And it's like, I think it, it, the artwork and the sound of the, and the lyrics and, the, and just the production, everything sounds perfect. Like, there's other stuff that is fucking, that, you know, like fucking Monument to Thieves. Like that artwork is cool as shit. I think the plot but I feel like this is the, is the most kind of cohesive. What happened? I think the plot sickens is my personal favorite. However, I'm not going to disagree. I think this is undisputed. It's a great art. It fits the record really well. I also think low key, it fits the time period as well. Like it feels there's a bit of this to me that it feels like it's of the time. Does it is it defining? Is it one? No, but it feels very 90s, you know? Oh, absolutely. So 
I think I love the I love the plot seconds art, but that it's just kind of more stark. Whereas fifteen counts of arson has it just has a lot. Of, it, it also stands out in its peer group. You know what I mean? More so than sure. than the record. I the the plot seconds art. So yeah, it's the um, only one, and it's their only LP with color. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, the other two are fucking black and white and stark as fuck. So let me give you guys one that's a little different, and I'm very curious. Is Blacklisted Heavier Than Heaven, Lonelier Than God, a complete record? Yes. Um, yeah, I'd have to say so. The cover and... I do not like that cover. It doesn't matter. It's It it works for what... That's, you know that's what I mean? my like, thought. I, I like it, but I think that's the part is whether you like it or not, it really, it's evocative in a way, whether you like it or not, I think it evokes a weird feeling in a similar way to what they were trying to do with the record. Well, also let me say that it really, really speaks fully to its era without being lost in it. Like yes. that super clean. So Death Wish Bands had like this cleanliness to the, cause you know, fucking Jake is the mind over there. Right. So nothing is like in terms of art, nothing is leaving that office looking like dog shit. So the death wish releases looked good. And some might argue that there was a sameness to them. That's a little unfair because it was more the era than death wishes influence. Right. Yep. But that record looks as clean as the shit from that time as thematically in the pocket as the stuff of that time, but it doesn't get lost as being, Oh, that's one of those records. I think it, I think it meets our criteria. I, I love it, the fact that the name's not on it. Agree. I think it helps them. It helps the feel of the record. It also context matters with this shit to me. Um, in the same way as it's better if you don't know integrity photos for taking it a warp tour. Yeah. So, with Blacklisted, you don't need to know, but the band had shifted a lot, and their aesthetic shifted with them. And I think that's reflected on this record. Um, quick fact about this record that I think is great. It's 11 songs. Guess how long it is. I can't answer because I just looked. Okay, don't answer. Pat, guess. Um, 26 minutes. All right. 11 songs, it's 19 minutes and 37 seconds. Last Fuck. song, Wish, is 324. So you take that off. 10 songs, 16 minutes, 13 seconds. Let's take off the longest song on the record, which is Circuit Breaker, 4 minutes, 13. We're talking about nine of the songs <laughs> tracking in at 12 minutes. It's pretty dope. Minute 22, minute 16, minute 43, 50, 219, 413, minute 5, minute 7, 49, Minute 29, 324. Hats off to Blacklisted. What a fucking cool record. I, I actually, I was curious because I don't know. I think there's people who, who would say they don't know it, but I think sonically the songs also feel like a like a complete selection. I think closing yeah. with Wish, I think Wish is a great closer and it feels like if you if you wanted, you could say, if you only take one blacklisted record, here it is. You can take this and you get a whole story. It's not their only story, but here is a whole story. Yeah, and I think this is their midpoint between 
the earlier. So if you like the heavier yeah. earlier stuff, you'd like this. And if you like the more experimental stuff towards the end, yeah, you could also get into this. Yeah. Feel it. All right. Tom, you had another that I think you said was probably two or three. Yeah, I know Pat's going to agree. You'll okay. agree probably. Okay. But it's, you're not a fan. Okay. Destroy the machines. Yes. Yep. Earth Crisis, Destroy the Machines. It it is the fullest of their records by far. Mm-hmm. Gamora season ends shot for a more cohesive uh, aesthetic to the layout, but nothing compares to what they. Uh, so the the cover, the artwork the co- is incredible. The cover is perfect. The as we've talked about the kachunk kachunk, the churning of the machines. Oh. Yes, perfect. Uh, the songs themselves have it's it's a very uh i don't think that this is what carl was going for necessarily but these are these are not like this is not like a upbeat revolution that he's fucking marching on this is a very like these are dark songs and uh extreme songs uh it's perfect it's a it's a complete record so you got this on your list yeah i did okay I think this is the best Earth Crisis best artwork. Yeah. And it's not particularly close. No. No. <laughs> because like uh Firestorm is memorable but not particularly good. And then they have a couple records that are fine art but again can kind of get lost in the sauce. The only thing that this record, you know, I think there's been some versions of it because it's been pressed where it's a little darker when you look at this art in its natural form with the brightness and the colors and you can really see those reds it stands out it's a it's a nice looking album and for both of you the the tracks on this this is it like this is if you gave someone just one earth crisis record this would be it right uh it might be firestorm for like the instant grab destroy the machines is not like it's not as easily likable as uh, you know. We we know people that straight up fucking hate Earth Crisis that like the song Firestorm. <laughs> so sure. I might I might give that to I might give that to them instead. But as far as like oh hey you know a little bit about music you're you're open to hardcore music you're you're not against a metal slant to it. Destroy the Machines is top tier. Huh? Reading yeah, I wouldn't disagree at, at all. Yeah. But, you know, pretty wild you- that. Everything on this record was written by Carl. Yeah, I don't really understand that. <laughs> like, I mean, he not... was the bass player at first, so he probably can play guitar. Well, he wrote the demo. My understanding is he wrote the demo entirely. I did not think that that extended this far into their career. But what do I, what the fuck do I know? Yo, so that's that's a real interesting question. Then, like, do you think? There's an alternate, like, what would have a purely Carl vision of Earth Crisis been like mar- marching forward? Would it have been better? I think they went they that way. Been? Really? Oh, I, okay. No, I, I think that I think that uh, a little more NYHC, probably a little yes, more thugcore. Yes, I, uh, I think I think Carl's vision at this time, I think he really, I mean, I'm sure he still does, really loves the New York hardcore stuff. Whereas some of his bandmates, I th- I think, became metal dudes faster than carl did that's my or yeah i mean or the dude that did sect who's just like a fast hardcore band yeah oh no listen i i I have no doubt that these dudes love fucking hardcore but like i think their vision for earth crisis was they get their metal out on it like certainly drummer and guitarist get their metal out on it you know Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't I would this is I think it's pretty undisputed. This is cuz it's like defining, right? Like It's it's interesting to me cuz you guys are both big Earth Crisis fans and it's always kind of interesting to me to talk about it because I've never had a familiarity in terms of like what would everyone say is the Earth Crisis record. And the f- sense I've gotten is there are a few there's not a consensus. Like Youth of Today a lot, maybe most would say break down the walls, but you have a really large one on its loan contingent. And you have people sure. who go with the earlier, but you know, you, you, there's a little bit of a spread. With Earth Crisis, I've never been able to quite get a handle. I know it's not. I mean, uh, there's definitely records that they're not. Right. It's not Breed the Killers. <laughs> no. no. It's probably not Gamora's. Gamora's has its fans, and this has its fans. And then there's people who are only on the, uh, I just like the demo in seven inch kind of thing. Um, is there any others? Because you're saying Gamora's is typically not it. Is this it? Is this the one? Or are there, you know, not just speaking for yourself, but Earth Crisis fans at large, are there any others that maybe someone's hearing this and going, no, guys, you got it wrong. This is fine. You guys want to call this complete, but X is more complete. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. I wouldn't think... No, I mean, Firestorm is is all the songs on it are great, but that cover is fucking whack. Yeah, I feel like that's so lazy. That looks like it's like a yeah, it's clip art. Or, or, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, hey, we're putting out like here's a promo for my band, and then it became an album. Like, well, I can't, like you know what I'm saying? Like we, the logo gotta, is cool. We've got to talk about one next, if you don't mind. Please, that I think it. that I think stumbles on the art, and the art is. Now iconic only because of the album. Not like we can't. I I would be curious to hear your defense. Mm. Is uh, satisfaction is the death of desire. Oh, terrible cover. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you're on my side, Tom. That yeah. that does not. It 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 only works because we love it now. Correct. It's not it's, good. It's in the it's in the uh, tied down category. Okay. All right. Interesting. I, I wondered if you guys were going to be like, well, it's, you know, it kind of helped kick off an era visually, which I think it did, yeah, but like, but not in a good way, not in a good way. Yep. Right. Cause I, I, there's a lot going on with this that, so, all right. How do you guys feel about the hate breed logo? <laughs> I mean, t- listen, you want to talk about things. So earth crisis, is that, is that a good name or a bad name? It's good. Okay, interesting. It's good for what their vibe. It's, okay. it's, I mean, it, do, is it suffering? Like, the first time you hear Earth Crisis, like, if you said, you could elevator pitch Earth Crisis so easily. This band's Earth Crisis. They're uh, a vegan straight edge band. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay. Right. You know, slightly. Okay, that's fair. You, you can do it in under 10 words. You know what I mean? Like, really easy. And the name fits. You're like, oh, Earth Crisis. Okay, I get it. Gorilla Biscuits. That's B sharps, you know. Like, what the fuck is this? The first time <laughs> when I when I was fourteen, telling my dad's my uncle that 
you know, oh, which which one of your favorite bands? Oh, Youth of Today, Gorilla Biscuits. Like Gorilla Biscuits, the fuck you listen to? Like, you know, I mean, I don't even know how. Like they were like, yeah, that's like, uh, what was it for Quaaludes or whatever? Quaaludes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But like, was that like a common thing? Because I had never heard of that. I think we are all too young, maybe, yeah. or just yeah, you I know, am. I don't know. Like maybe people didn't do Quaaludes when I was in the eighties. I don't know. Yeah. No, we 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 missed the Quaalude we, revolution. We did crack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Qua- uh, Gorilla Biscuits just sounded better than crack babies or something. You know what I mean? Like all right, crack so, muffin. So wait a second. It was Hatebreed logo. Terrible. Let's get, yes. Let's get back to Hatebreed first. Uh, okay, gonna, Tom, your vote is terrible. Okay. The fire behind it. I think I the, think it's it, for a hardcore band. It's a goddamn abortion. Like it could typography is fine, and it could yeah, sure. easily be for a rockabilly band. Like you yes. wouldn't blink an eye. Yes, right. That's correct. This this could be Electric Frankenstein. Yes, right. By the way, sorry to take us backwards. I'm looking at the interior to the Destroy the Machines LP. It's fucking perfect. I forgot. Yeah, it's I, a, have, I have it's copies, perfect. Uh, limited copies for both of you that I ordered like two Christmases ago and just forgot to give you. So, oh, nice, thank of you. Of destroy the machines. Yeah, very kind. Get out of here. Yeah, very I got kind. one for each of you. So, thank wow. you. Wow, Pat, what are we buying, Bob? Don't, Bob? don't listen. Bob, don't listen. I don't know. What are we buying? Oh, you know what? He does not like. Uh, I don't think he likes instead at all. Let's let's just go into the joke. Okay. We'll just buy him well, like the discography with a matching shirt. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, All right. Well, Bond's a friendship to, tattoo for Bob. Mailed to Perth. It's your, <laughs> your job. You can you can wear it while you're surfing in the West Pacific. Um, <laughs> in the made up Indian Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the Hatebreed logo right now, even though it's so I'm looking at it's staring me in the eye. I think it's gone. It's been morphed oh. a bit. When you actually look at the cover of Satisfaction, there's a few elements that they like corrected tweet tweaked a little bit on future iterations which is really funny um but for a classic record this is a weird ass cover yeah you know, so it's got so what are the arguments for it if you love the uh, hate breed logo maybe you think it's cool yeah if you're into rockabilly yeah uh the, actual the live name shots the- that they're using like is jamie not on the cover no he's on the back he's just on the himself. back so maybe that's a band thing I don't but it's think it's like a strip over a cover. Like so live shots cover of Blood Sweat No Tears. That was also on my list. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a great cover. And if you're yeah, taking live is. shots there's lots of energy, there's like a lot to look at. This you look at it and you're like you're looking for something to see and you don't see anything. You know what I mean? No, there's, just, right, there's a lot going on and nothing going on at the same exactly. time. Yeah, it's not exciting. Let's talk and about the the th- satisfaction is the death of desire <laughs> which is just like Oh, did you see that '90s emo record? Sure, let's do that. Perfect. It, well, it's it's also near unreadable. Yes, because it's got the line going through it. It's it just, looks like the it looks like the one ring to rule them all. Fucking typography. So on, if you it, look inside under, of the fucking ring, so I'm sure this is a guitar cable under the death of desire. It looks like a dog bed, and I'd prefer to think that's a dog <laughs> bed right there. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like oh you know like there's some story there maybe we can create right hey I couldn't find anybody to watch my dog on this tour so I had to bring him with me <laughs> he's coming yeah. yeah Pokey the official hate breed dog wait here. what what what's going on with the with the Satanism thing on the back what is that <laughs> what is that oh god how have I never noticed this before in my life did I uh, so yeah. I'm, but the fact uh, there's a pentagram on the yes. back yeah yep with so, even more illegible song titles. Like, look, you could, if someone in the year of 
our Lord uh, 2021 wants to tell me they think Satisfaction of the Desert Desire is better than the Age of Quarrel. I don't have any bones to pick with that. I disagree, but it's fine. These two records couldn't be aesthetically on further ends of the spectrum. Sure. The, when you look at this record more, there's less to like as opposed to if you look at the Age of Quarrel, there's so much more to be like, oh, yeah, this this looks cool as shit. You know what's nuts? This record only came out 10 years or 11 years after the Age of Quarrel. That's right. <laughs> like when you think about it, it's like that's like the the like the previous fucking like uh like trapped it's, it's, under ice record. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like the time seemed if you would have told me in nineteen ninety seven like that that it doesn't time did not make any sense. What about But yeah, if you look at this record, it's like wait wait like wait, wait what? Yeah. What what wait what? Yeah, there's nothing about this that you, makes you sense. Know, like like every every little detail that that we we kind of we've glazed over on a few things, but we talked. Pat brought up the one f- flash of color on the text on the tragedy record. So fucking cool. Every little detail like on this record is like, oh, that sucks. Like, yo, it's 1997. Victory got the goddamn web address on the record. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, the the send two dollars for cool stuff. If someone yeah. put that on my record, I'd be like, fuck the fuck off. Put it is, put it is, in the catalog. Oh, this doesn't the have the rabies thing. Oh, it, it does. does. It does. Oh, because he died like literally I think like a it month was one of the first this. ones that had the rabies thing. Which yo, it might have been the first because this is literally this came out in November '97. Ray died in September '97. And credit, I believe there was some story about them kind of rushing and being like, "Yo, let's get this on there." So that's pretty sick. Credit if they did. Um, props. Did on I ever that. tell you my story about this record? No, let's go. Have I ever talked about this? So it's it's funny because now, now like at the time I was psyched. But now all these years later, it's like, fuck, this is awesome. So on the inside of the record or on in the layout, um, Jamie Pushbutton, the drummer, is wearing an indecision shirt. Right. Then they did like a promo like poster and they all switched shirts. <laughs> so on the poster, Jamie Josta is wearing the indecision shirt and he like switches. I think he switches like a Marauder shirt with Jamie Pushbutton. And they literally all like anyone who could fit in each other's shirts switch shirts for like the promo cover, promo picture. That's a great vibe. I love that. I thought it was like such a funny. Now I can't find the poster anywhere, but like I own the LP and it's like it's pretty fun. Cool. Like one of the more important heavy records in the last 25 years. Like this dude's got a shirt on. But like I want the poster because it looks they're obviously they like no one noticed that they all switch shirts. So it looks like a different like photo like another they like they did this at another time even though all, all the shirts are the same yeah yeah it's pretty great oh, listen we gotta we gotta order some hate breed merchandise direct by calling one eight 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 four h r d c o r fuck fuck Ooh. fuck i definitely bought a, a um drinking what it's okay not to drink shirt from victory on the phone once there you go <laughs> that's cool that's you called for hardcore I, yeah, I think I did, and I had to use my mom's credit card. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Uh, the mom's credit cards have driven hardcore for four decades, and we'll, we'll be damned if we see it stop anytime soon. Um, I, so the, Victory calls this Victory 63. What were the fucking – it's like 30 releases that I don't know dude, about. We can do we, – we've teased the Victory. We can go through and do a lot. There's there's a lot of Victory records. Um Yo, wow, this record is so like the best thing about the record is the pretty lazy looking CD, like the actual CD itself. 
Oh yeah. Like that's, and it's just, Oh, all right. Um, Pat, what else you got? Uh, Oh, hold on. Let's see. Uh, okay. So I wanted to address like kind of like a runner up energy, Mm. which would be fixation on a coworker by dead guy. Mm. Uh, this, like this, uh, what'd they call it? Like, um, the, whatever design, like Mac design that fucking yeah. uh, 95 Mac. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That I, th- I think, uh, yeah. So anyway, whatever we want to call that. Yeah. I, uh, does it age well? Well, it aged really fucking poorly for about 10 years and now we're back to it being like, it's pretty lit, honestly. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it fits dead guy even though it was done by somebody in dead guy right even though yeah and even though it seemingly follows his vision exactly it kind of half sucks yeah and i I gotta say it sucks uh, see i won't give it sucks i i there's sub there's some element to it that i really like but it it doesn't like yeah it doesn't – I mean, is it congruent or is it incongruent? Oh, it's. I think the – okay, so here's what I will say. I think the actual logo, the dead center logo – I don't like the placement. I don't – I think he's going – he. I think that they are going for something. I think that them as a band, maybe maybe dude as, who's designed it was going for something. But then you look at the rest of the art – and it feels like that one element was out of place. I even like mm-hmm. like when you look at the top of the record, the fixation on a coworker, blah blah blah, as performed by. I think that stuff's all cool. I think I don't think I think the back cover is fine and it's a little little whatever. But then you look at the interior. There's certain elements of this art, the the record level. When you look at the insert, you all of a sudden go, oh, okay. When you look at the insert of this record, all of a sudden you then follow the thread to kiss it goodbye. And there's yes, elements sure. here, both from the colors and scheme, and then you look at the font and some of the illustration, and there's kind of a thread to follow. And so that, again, context, I appreciate more. The Dead Guy logo and the placement. With the, with the Adam thing behind it? Yeah, I don't That truly it. sucks. Truly that sucks. Truly and, sucks. And like, here's the thing. With the vibe and energy of this record. All right, here's what I'm going to tell you. And the reason I say the art hurts this record. Imagine this entire record, just take that logo and Adam thing off and leave it, leave everything else exactly the same. Leave the band name off. It's better. It's better. It's better. And that, that hurts. We're saying if you omit something, it's better. <laughs> not even not even yeah. upgrade it. Just take this off and it's better. That's not a good thing. No. Work ethic was better. Mm. The cover. Yeah, work ethic was cool. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a thing. You you go, okay, why don't you throw these things together? Um but see, even work ethic work I feel ethic like it's like has yeah. a real the, the 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 fade on that logo. Yeah. Um I think there's an Orange Nine record that makes me think of the same thing, the same kind of like. Oh, Orange Nine loved a 
uh, like desktop, uh, what, what did they call it? Desktop publishing style, yeah. uh, fucking logo. They loved it. So, so and, and, and there are certain things that I, I real. there's certain, I mean, I think the first orange nine, the rev record has such a cool feel and energy to it. And then some of their other stuff tries to follow, but just does it a little off. Like, all right, this is, this is a lesson that I will bring up. Using varsity letters is a weird art. I have to admit, I haven't always done it properly, but what I've always been able to do is scrap it because I'm like, this looks fucking bootleg. So when you use standard, really clean, especially if there's any serifs, fonts, uh, especially, but, but like those varsity letter, just block letter fonts, if you don't use them well, if the spacing's off, if you're using the wrong one, it just looks like the second rate thing and and that that's a plague on a lot of 90s hardcore records because a lot of bands got access to art were able to do it themselves so there's an energy there that i love and i think it's actually come back in vogue over the last few years where people are going yo that shit's awesome i'm like oh my god no but you know that's how style moves sometimes um but yeah I, i i wish like i'm gonna stop myself but if you're ever doing something with big block letters, really just be careful and look at it and go, does this look like the thing I want to buy and looks cool? Or does it look like the Canal Street version of that? Yeah. All right. So so I, I veto. I, I'm saying it's not unanimous. I think Fixation is a record that if it was just, there's just a few elements that, that would change the design. And, and because musically it's right there, right? Like there is a narrative, there is a, a certain level of like, okay, this feels like a complete document to the song, the music of the record. Okay. Then can I give you one that I think is less contentious? Can I, can I break in? We have some breaking news. We have breaking news. I hope it's positive. We'll give you the world. Antidote, New York, Harker, 1983. Hey, hey, my, my, all these suckers about to cry. Record is completed today. Added my final parts and background vo- vocals. It's sounding incredible. There's going to be some hurt feelings coming for some in a positive sort of way. Fake, boring, and generic hardcore will now have to take a backseat again. Oh, well, that's life. Finishing up the LP, back to the business that was never finished. They actually didn't break up. <laughs> the band they broke up in Milwaukee is back together. Back to the business what? that was never finished. Is that, wait, what? What? What's uh, Tom? This was Tom Sheehan, Eyewitness News, New Haven, Connecticut. Back to you, Patrick. Uh, you had a, a, a special interest story that we were talking about. Um, I don't know what that was there. And the oh. obituary. Oh. I'm like, I'm like a little taken aback, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're still together, right. buddy. Hold on. I'm going to, I have to step out of this room for a second. I'm going to leave you with this one for 20 seconds. Okay. Okay. Not Jane Doe. Petitioning the empty sky. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. Tom. How much of a vibe? I think a very full vibe that is only eclipsed because A, they started playing smarter music and people like, you know, a different crowd respected it. And Jane Doe is undeniably like a very complete record. But I think petitioning has a decided vibe. All right, you step while me and Tom break this down a little bit. All right. It's got a vibe. Yes. I I think this record has an absolute vibe. Um, 
Okay, and this is the one that the saddest day is on. Okay. So Yeah, and this like it's got the artwork, but then in the middle it's got like that like yep. looks like a, a still from like a TV show. Yep, some kind of like high high contrast photo in the middle, but this super detailed painted kind of art that's I gotta say, when it comes to art, this has aged really well to me. Really yeah. well. Sorry, I, no, no, I, I'm, I'm waiting I'm, to, in line for a toilet. Thirty-three right now. seconds. Good job. It's it's aged great. Yeah. So I think that has aged really well. Um, but how does it play into the whole record? That's my question for you guys. Uh, sonically, not not my bag, you know. But but to to what I know, what I think to know, people who love this record love it start to finish. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, this was like the for the Moshcore kids. Okay, okay. PK, where I are you? Is like, he here yeah. or did he leave again? Because um, I think this might. I like. I low key wonder if this is his favorite Converge record. Because I think it might be. Huh. It might be. So I think artwork is there. I, I like it. I can't speak to the music, which obviously <laughs> is the more important shit here. Um, but I think the art has aged really well. I actually think that one fair comes crashing also has aged well in a weird way. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that became even more like, I think that was influential on so much stuff that then got aped everywhere, like almost shaped like the metalcore genre, you know, like, Oh, look, absolutely. Look, I think, I think, uh, when forever comes crashing influenced a lot of poison, the well art, I think it influenced a ton of the trust kill art in general. So yeah. um, funny enough, I think if I remember correctly, Jake did the Poison All Art. Yes, he definitely did. He did. He did because he did a bunch of their shirt designs that were taken out of elements of it. So I think you look at these and, and they're Patrick, we were just discussing is Petitioning the Empty Sky your favorite Converge record? It probably is, yeah. Like that feels like it is your Converge record. I mean, it's just so fucking moshy. <laughs> like we, exactly what I said. We, we can talk about how the other how the other ones are clever or whatever, but this one's just fucking moshy. Is it a complete? Is the music complete? Like, will you put this? I on think it is. The whole thing? The, okay. the, this so I think that it has a definite vibe. It's just overshadowed because of what Jane Doe brought just a few years later. But I think it's it's really on its own. It and some for, fucking hits. It does. And for and listen, for people that don't like. Maybe Converge is like, maybe I don't even oh, know what people, Turner maybe they the start with Jane Doe, a lot of people, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. So, like, if you're not familiar, you could probably skip Halo in a Haystack. And, uh, it, but this, you almost, this is really good music if you're into heavy music. It's a bit more remedial than, than, uh, oh, uh, yeah, Jane where they Doe. get, sure. Yeah, but it's remedial in a good way. <laughs> You know, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, not totally remedial not at remedial. all in the grand scheme of things. No, you're correct. But in their catalog, it is. Yes. Yeah. Dude, opening with the saddest, like the record opens with the saddest day and ends with color me blood red. Yeah. You're moshing. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I think like, I think it, it shows all of our ages and like interest level. And when we were getting into hardcore, I think this record when forever comes crashing and Jane Doe, then Jane Doe closed it and kind of became a new thing. But those records are when I flashpoint and think of like, what did I think about Converge when I was younger? Those the images from these records still really linger. You sure. Know? So that's that's a good sign. Um, all right, I have a question. 
for a record I think is complete, even though it's a it's a band we talk about frequently ish. Um, but I'm curious to hear what both of you think. It's not my favorite record by the band. Um, but I think it is their most complete start to back front. Um, and context matters. Slapshot back on the map. Oh, so I okay. Uh, are you saying this? Wait, this is your favorite one or not? It's not, not my favorite. favorite. No, Step On It's my favorite, and it's not particularly close to be honest. But I just think so. Slapshot back on the map. Could you call this cover low energy? Absolutely. But it also is really. But it's like going for definition like hey this is bare bones stripped down then you look at the back cover again simple straightforward here it is you look at the art it's got the picture of choke with the fucking stick. yeah i mean that's great uh, you know the, the interior stuff's great great yes. great it's all and it's a band who's basically saying yo we were into hardcore in 83 all of us were there and now it's not and here we're putting this out, and I think there's a story to it with that record and the context of it that really fits the band. And it's to me, Step On's the better record. It's not close. It's not close when you actually look at it and read the tracks. But I think this is a complete story, and maybe more complete and more just here it is, front to back. Here's the record. <clears throat> okay, so Bob, I think this is a very interesting pick on your part because. I love Slapshot, so I went looking through Slapshot records to see if there was any that I could call complete. And I I don't think I can do it for this one. Okay. However, I think that this speaks to your uh, judicious use of block lettering. <laughs> were, well, so I was were, just going on. This is a good use of two different block fonts, three if you go to the back cover, and they all work. Yeah, four. so I oh, have God, to give it credit in that. Fonts. So I also think the record's called Back on the Map. They're an unambiguously straight-edge band. Back on the Map, Addiction, where there's smoke. Skip, it's happening today, but it's a fine song. Chip on my shoulder? Great. Like the, great. the name of the band and the title of the record, and then you have songs that play into it. It It's, it's close, and I... I urge the Slapshot fans out there to to disagree. One, Step On It's better. Has better songs, more tracks, overall better. Back on the Map is a pretty complete record. It's, it just tells the story of Slapshot in one spot. Like no frills. No frills. All right, I think I've been I think I've been sold. Okay. I appreciate it. Tom, what you got? I got a couple of more. All right. Tom, Do you want to go through them quick? We can, Pat. How many more do you got? We got time. We're not rushing, but yeah, I think we're, I'm, we're I'm in no rush. End. Okay. Um, Why don't you guys go back and forth? I'm I'm chilling. So, all right. Um, here's a, all right. Here's a current one. So we're we're yes, not showing yes, our dusty asses. Um, I'm gonna go Regional Justice Center, Crime and Punishment. Oh, oh interesting. I think the covers. I mean, the record's yeah. great, obviously, but I feel like their artwork is just exemplary. Yeah, and the last couple of records, I think they've the artwork has have been amazing. Again, like the it, fucking the 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 smoke grenade, or whatever, in the fucking mask. Yep, and like the helmet is just yeah, fucking incredible. Cool. But I think, but I think this record, I think the artwork, it just 
it fits perfectly. The fucking music's chaotic. The cover's chaos. He's running away from a fucking Ferris wheel on fire or something. Yeah. No. I, I, I think it's fucking awesome. You're 100% right. And the fact that you put it, like I said, in the context, you you put this next to Institution. You put it next to um, World of Inconvenience. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's complete. It's it's great, and I think it tells a lot of story. Um, and I think the music. This is my favorite RJC record yet. So, Same. but I mean, I think it says something like you know you can like you could sit with this LP playing and like actually look at the look at the fucking the the cover and look at the artwork. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not just kind of like it's not just something to keep the the record from getting scratched. I agree, and I think um, so. It it hits. So I think this plays into Regional Justice Center into one of the things that Patrick has kind of really put on this band that he likes is that they're they're in genre as a power violence hardcore band. You know, like they're they're traditionalists in some forms, but they also push out and try to do different things. And that's why when you look at black and white covers like they've done for the most part. But especially the 12 inches is what I go to. There's a simplicity in them. But when you look harder, there's a lot going on. And there's a lot of detail. So, you know, you go, this one's the best. But you look at this. There's so much detail in World of Inconvenience. Even though it's a simple image, there's a lot of depth to it. This one's even more. There's just a lot to look at. So I appreciate that with the art. Um, I think sonically, this is... You could single disc and go, here is a full concept and kind of fully formed. You know, I think one of the more cool things about this band is when you actually hear, and low key, very cool about Military Gun too. so shout out to Ian. But um, what he sings about and some of the more theme-related stuff, you know, you go to KKK Tattoo, um, but even even stuff like you know violent crime or talk to steel, there's there's a theme to it. But he's not just hitting; the <coughs> he's going through different a range of emotions and giving complexity to it. I will yeah. I will give this one my stamp. Thank you, Patrick. Can I give you, you a dustier one <clears throat> that? I hope you guys don't just think I'm kind of playing favorites now. I want you to take a look at this one with the music. I don't know if either, I don't know if any of us have thought about the back cover of this record in our lives, Mm. but but I'd like you to give it a go. Murphy's law self-titled. You had me at Murphy's law. Um, Okay. Let's look at Murphy's law self-titled. Do me a favor. Between the cover art, the back photo, the insistence that the green vinyl is cool, yes, and the songs, is this not a full picture of this band? Yeah, it's perfect. It's it's who they are. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so this is this is a perfect example of complete record, right? Like, yeah, I can't disagree. Like, I think everything about it. There's like, I just want to note the fact it's on Rock Hotel matters. 
fact it's pro, you know the rock hotel profile, profile thing the fact they're drinking budweiser's on the back cover <laughs> the fact that one of them spitting it out spitting it out the fact that perfect. one of them is clearly a metalhead you know yep. the fact yep. that one of them is super young and doesn't look like he should be drinking a beer the cover looks like um you know it should it's straight out of sunday comic strips it's so good like how did this never like how was there never a murphy's law comic strip how was there ever know. a series of this? I want to see more. But now of, that I'm looking at it, I want to see more of Spliff's adventures. You know what I mean? For real. And now, is every piece of this artwork related to a song on yes. the record? Yes. Herbs. Did I never notice that before? Crucial barbecue on the bottom yep. right. Yep. They're all. Uh, yep. That wins. Yep. This is one of the best. Sit home and rot. Find that image. Guy laying down. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Like, wow, uh, I never noticed yep, that. It's all the songs, yep. Special green awesome. vinyl edition. This is perfect. This is, this is as complete as a record gets. We we've we've sung the praises of Murphy's Law. If you have never listened to Murphy's Law, um, please put it on listen right now. If you haven't listened to Murphy's Law this year, it is December. You still have time. <laughs> yeah, Stop do. this episode and listen right now. This record or it's a dark time. Yeah, it's it's a dark and dreary time in America and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Put on some Murphy's Law. Put on some Murphy's Law. Seriously, you cannot now. go wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Tom, you've got we can we can do this for a while because I've got one that I'm surprised you haven't said yet. I think you haven't said it for the same reason that I went to Slapshot and said, nah, I don't know. There's something that I know that you love that I think has a holistic vibe to it. It might fall short of what we're talking about, but is there anything that you love that you want to include on this list and you just haven't said yet? That I love? That you love. Yeah. Um, that I haven't said yet. Yeah, there's two records. That, well, three records that I love. Hit me with one that you love. I'm um, going to go on Broken Life, Love, Regret. Oh, interesting. Mm. Um, okay. I hate this. You know I hate this. I know. But, I hate you. For it. <laughs> but, but it is – there's a reason that this sold more sweatshirts – in when I was going to, when I first started going to shows, you now, Bob, this yeah. would be interesting for you. This would be interesting for both of you because uh, this was probably not either of your experiences, but the shows I was going to, I couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody wearing this sweatshirt. Not my experience till. A few years later, like Murphy's Law, or Murphy's Law, American Nightmare era, you start these started being everywhere. Yeah. Okay. And so that kind of infected. Whereas I think it's kind of a scene difference where Albany probably this was everywhere then too. 
and it just New Jersey. The shows I was going to, you'd see them every once in a while, you know, but not all the time. But I think like the cover, just like the entire artwork, the li- like it just. I feel like this is a completely, um, complete like a, a cohesive piece Document, of art. Yeah. Here's my question. My only question. Because I, I I can't argue it. I won't. I wouldn't argue against that at all. I also think the art of it. I mean, like in reality, like the life period, love period, regret period thing with the three. Like it yeah. is iconic, and it's kind of been like. I almost feel like it's been influential outside of the hardcore sphere, and I'm very reticent to to label that on things. But I think this actually has been. Um. Would this record sonically be the definitive version of the band? Like, you know, it is. It's not the best, but it's It's not the best. But it's the definitive. Okay, I think that's an honest and fair, and I think that makes it a complete record too. So, first two, the last two seven inches are actually better in in total. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this that doesn't sound like the the like when people think of Unbroken, I think they automatically go to Absentee Debate probably. But like, I think this is the record that most people. I mean, full stop. I like uh, Hope Conspiracy and Most Precious Blood pretty much created a band after this record. Like, yep. Like the nothing vain artwork is a fucking tribute to this record. Uh, yes, right. it is. Right. There's like a fucking bloody body in the bathroom bathtub, just like this record. We had a shirt. We had sweatshirts that literally said "nothing dot in dot vain." Right. 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 <laughs> like it was like we couldn't have fucking. You're, you're, you're never it on the wall. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But I think, yeah, like just as a – this might not be their best record, but as a full piece of like realized art, this is as good as it gets for them. I think it's undisputed, unanimous. Um, Pat, what do you got? Okay, one that you love that I think okay. you are low rating here. <laughs> Killing Time, Bright Side. You see this, this – the cover. Oh, 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 good. Tom, go in. I think He's the cover right. to me is on the Marauder. Yes. Oh, really? Level All of right. like, meh. Pull, pull the cover up. I don't even. Wow. I don't even think it's meh. Patrick, um, have you? It's a little corny. Right, I'm, I'm going to tell you both. Have you either of you seen the N64 GoldenEye Nintendo 64 GoldenEye cover? If you haven't, please Google it now. Okay. <laughs> it's the box N64. Nintendo 64 GoldenEye. Okay. Now, I'm going to have you look at it. Are you looking at it? I am looking okay. at it. Okay. Yeah, Patrick, I'm looking, looking at, it. at it. Pierce Brosnan. Why is Pierce Brosnan's yep. mouth that long? Oh, now you'll what the fuck? Yeah, because yeah, right. it's yeah. All right. All right. Now, look no, at, wait. Isn't that his hand? It is. His hand, but, it, but, it, but if it, you look so, at it, it looks like it's his mouth continued because the contrast is the same. And it's, yeah. It's so like Tom, a perspective. Tom, this is, what, this is what's called an art, an unfortunate tangent. Correct. And. And it's a bad one. Now, this isn't exactly the same, but this is how I feel about the Killing Time Brightside record. One, I there's a lot of things I really like, and there's a lot of stuff I don't like, and this is all graphic design nitpicking. I actually think the art on this record is awesome. I think this is a complete document. Um, I'm just going to be super picky here. I hate, hate that the word killing ends at the door. And the G overlaps. That's a, ba- that's a bad tangent. Bad, that's a bad tangent, tangent. Right. Once you really oh, look at this, once you really look, I, I actually really like that the Killing Time Bright Side is sort of like 
partially transparent. I actually think that's a cool, cool effect. Good choice for this. Um, the doorknob is really kind of weird and just dis- like just kind of disjointed when you see it. When you see the small child's hand, yeah, it's bad. But <laughs> from this old man, it's it, I can never unsee it. I almost want killing time to make sure. How short is this person? Just short. Right, right, Listen to me. To just have this weird, creepy hand. Like I now picture that as Chucky's dad, like the doll okay. Chucky. It's Chucky's dad. Let me plead my case, Charles. This is so the photo on the back, right? Is iconic, iconic, perfect, pretty weird to be honest. Like, yep. the but col- standing out on like a fucking fire escape, just hanging. No, the color saturation is weird. I know, yes, Tom, I know it's, that it's 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 a, it's, it's very it's it's what's funny is they didn't they did dulled colors instead of neons because if you use neons, this is the seven seconds record. Yeah, oh, it's true. But here's the thing let me make the argument between this back cover. And uh, <clears throat> this front cover, this does a better job of selling New York as a dangerous place than anything else from New York at that time. Fact. This is my argument. I have this, the counter argument. Oh, I can't wait this, for it. This, but this feeling of having the chain on your door up at all times to look right. through Peering. at Weird it is, pensive face. Like it's yeah, a weird and, face. And somebody wrote fuck or dick or something on yes. your front door. And this is a guy who's afraid to leave his building. Because someone wrote cuck on his front door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new so, self-defense record. Louis C.K. was like writing on graffitiing <laughs> and now listen. Now everything Bob said is correct. The uh the hand is uh, abysmal. Distracting. And and to be honest. It's less it, it, to me. That's a stylistic choice. Yep. What is more d- abysmal is the uh, doorknob, which yep. is at the complete incorrect. That's so hard. Right it's perspective. So hard, right. It's it's not good. Um, but this has a total New York at rock bottom. I'm afraid to leave my place. Energy that I think is menacing and cool. I don't disagree, and I also think while no one would accuse the guys from Killing Time, uh, no one would accuse them of being fashion icons, there's a real authenticity to this where like, I just feel like these are the clothes those dudes were wearing that day. Oh yeah, sure. Maybe maybe Jean Jacket. Yeah, like BJ so. Pappas came over and just like yeah, yeah, yeah like okay, came to the practice space. Yeah, and like th- it's not like they're wearing cool clothes, you know, but they're wearing clothes that are like, yeah, you know what? If it's if it's one a.m. and you're walking down the street in New York and you see these dudes, you're like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. They like they they could rough you up, or they might just be on their way home from a fifteen hour day. You know, so um, yeah, I think overall, incredible imagery could pick apart the cover for hours. That said, it's iconic, and I would wear a T-shirt with it tomorrow. As would I. Yeah. yeah. But all right. So, in terms of New York menace, mm, yes, yes, I see your bright side, and one that we already talked about, but I think needs to be revisited: blood, sweat, no tears. Okay. That okay. cover, if you don't look at that cover and get a little tingly about being like, I could get killed at this show. Can I? The absolute murderer's row that is on that cover and Walter. 
trifles. Well, that's the thing is I, I want to tell you this. Once you know, you know, and it's like, oh, shit, right? I think what Blood, Sweat, No Tears does is convey this sense of energy and explosion that's one of the best hardcore record covers in doing so. There's things I would change about this cover, but not much. And like, I think you could see this and go, this is like, it just is all the things you want. Like, this is a record cover that makes you want to go to a hardcore show. Like, to go to your first show and go, what the hell is this? Like, it just, there's so much energy. There's so much going on. It looks like, to me, it also feels kind of joyful. If I, if, if you don't know who people are. It's joyful. Yeah, right. You know, so. I, right, but then you look at it, it's like bottom left is Jorge from Marauder. Top is is minus from Marauder. Walter's riding the crowd. I think Sergio Vega is moshing. Nope. Uh, I'm looking at it now. But on, on the back, too, like as when I got this as a kid and like didn't know the like the band yet or anything, it was just like, what? the fuck? And, then it, and then it turns out to be a document. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, but like, and then when people would be like, "Oh, you know, like I know what Jorge looked like in 1993 or 94 when he was a skinhead in 1989." Yeah, <laughs> they, they realized that was him. You know what I mean? Like, or ju- but just to kind of be like, "This is what a sicko doll show was like." It was full chaos, and I think this, and I, th- I personally am, am pretty. Um, this is still my favorite sicko doll record, and probably. Mm-hmm. Top three hardcore records for me. Mm-hmm. It was like a game world life changer. Yeah. Um, but I think this cover, I think, also is also it's awesome and it's also it's menacing at the same time. All right, I have two quick comments, then a big question for both of you. Uh, Rich on the back cover. Cipriani. Yep, Cipriani. Um, if you take off Absolution off his T-shirt and maybe put like you know uh, World Fair nineteen seventy three. He could one thousand percent being play be playing in Hawkwind in this photo. Absolutely, oh, yeah. yes. And it's yes. also weird that like it doesn't look like his headstock on yeah. his bass. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you playing a headless bass or right. is it cut off? Right. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. Um, there's so much to love on this. It's really it's a really cool record cover, and like it likely deserves an hour of conversation all to itself. There's a weird world where if you look at the negative space of the cracked, like say it's a broken glass or whatever it is supposed to yeah. be, when you see all the gray, it almost has this odd post-punk record looking vibe, which is cool too. Like I, my eye always goes to the photos, but if I flip it out and look at the yeah. negative space, it's really odd and cool. So we, we were talking about these two records based on cover art alone. Killing Time, Bright Side, or Sick of It All, Blood, Sweat, No Tears? I mean, okay, so Blood, Sweat, No Tears looks awesome, looks fun, makes me want to go to a hardcore show. Killing Time, Bright Side m- makes me afraid to ride the train. Those are two different energies. I don't know I don't know how to compare them exactly. That's well, fair. Just, just, just which one's better? Which one do you like more? You could do that. Uh, it's tough. Which one? Okay, here you go. Which one are you more likely to throw the t-shirt on? Uh, I mean, I think the sick of it all font on that is very funny. It's <laughs> great. I, I, I love it. And, and I would the wear bloody it. bloody font? Yeah. <laughs> I would wear it. Which they use in a lot of forms. You know what I mean? And if you, They still kind of use it. Yeah, it's just when not you red. see it 
in the right context, it's perfect. In the wrong context, like if you look at it on the cover of the CD front, for example, uh, it doesn't look as right in black. And you're like, that is that even the logo? But then you see it on the cover of the, sh- the record, and you're like, of course it is. It's perfect. Um, I think I just said all those nice things. I think I might take the cut. I don't know. There's the the golden eye effect of of the bright side cover fucks me up. So I might have to go blood, sweat, no tears. Boom. There we go. Mm. Um, but I will. I think there's an argument to be made that both are complete documents. Are both complete? You know, pieces of art and. Uh, uh, you know, we just we just showed our asses on talking about how many of these are New York, but but there's an element of it that those full lengths are classic for a reason, and we just went through a bunch of classics that we don't necessarily feel the same way about that are yeah. classic records and perfect records even more so, but uh, maybe don't feel like complete documents. Any any other left? Any others that are left that you guys want to dig into? Yes. Go. Oh, I mean, yeah, we can keep going. <laughs> let's let's, I mean, I let's go do one you. more each from both of you. Okay. And then, it, then maybe we'll take it to a Patreon. All right, give me two. I only no. have two left. And I you can go. Really go. You go it. then. All right. Um, I'm gonna. So I, I added one when we were talking about it, and this is my New York bias again. But I think the, in, it, from soup to nuts, this is a perfect encapsulation of New York hardcore. Madball set it off. Uh, the it cover. Al- it the girl almost- and a. It almost made, yeah, yeah okay. it, it almost made my list. I pulled it at the last second. Uh, I think there's something just shy, but I could be convinced. I mean, the baby in the christening outfit with a gun. I mean, it, it's perfect. It's not yeah. the it's album not, is like not, so not New York centric. The back cover, just fucking scary dudes and his graffiti everywhere. Yeah, and, but it sounds it's it's. It, to me, this is the most New York New York Harker record ever. I think. I think. Yeah, set it off in the lockdown into New York City. Strong way to start the record. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, it's so New York. Like, I feel like I think the you intro. Know, blood, to sweat, it, no tears. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like so New. York. This is as like this and Age of Quarrel are like the most like street New York records ever. I, I don't argue it at all. I think this is a very complete and like, can you like Madball and not like this record? I don't think that's possible. No, that's not the way that goes. It's it, and I it, mean, it, I it is yeah. like, I think of the way that Freddie says, set it off. Like, dude, you're going to punch somebody and in it's, the face. It's like synonymous with the band in my head. It's in my head. I hear Madball and I hear set it off. Like, it's just, it's really good. I, I no really no argument kind of from me. Pat, what was your? I mean, do you want to go into your your thought about it? Uh, well, I'm not trying I to think get too like, roughed up on that Madball Drug Church tour, 2023. Listen, I love that tour. That would be great. That would be a fun tour. Uh, okay, you might see. be Freddie. Freddie's going to give you a run for your money, though, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is still one of the uh, onstage greats. There is no debate. Um, all right, well, the you're, back, you're both great. The back of the record is really good. It's perfect. Yeah, the back, the back of the record is really good. Um, Where are you finding all the artwork, by the way? When we Discogs. talk about this stuff, I'm going off memory. Discogs. I'm going. It's, oh, you're good. I'm going to Discogs and going. If you click on the more images uh, 
on these. Bless. Yo, straight up, if somebody hasn't seen this, bless to the Discogs peeps who upload all these like really well done, even the ones that aren't super well done, but like for the completest to have all this art, it's really cool to just click, click, click. Yeah, it is. Oh, dude, this Uh, is a fucking perfect pattern, dude. Them under the Mad Bull graffiti, yeah, yeah. Bag lettering, it's just all right. I, I'm sold under the Williamsburg Bridge. I think it looks like I'm sold. All right, you got another. One. Every band member gets his own thank you. True, yeah, that's very of the time, but also apropos. Does it have like a no thanks list? Oh, oh, those are always good. I love those. Like the no thanks to my English teacher who said I'd never make it, or like yeah. all that kind of shit. Um. But it's just so fucking cool, man. They take Black Sabbath on the record. How can you go wrong? True. Good good call, guys. Um, Tom, you got another. Give it to us. All right, my last one. And I I I'm I'm I would like to hear your thoughts as to to art artists. I'm not a very art artistic kind of person. Mm. We're gonna break but your to brain me, over the next two hundred episodes so that you start referring to yourself as an artist. We got you. We're maybe. working on it. The inside out seven inch. Uh, okay, Ooh, uh, it, it was it was it. it was on my list. My, okay, here's my only pause, and this is my own ignorance. So back me up, like tell me I'm insane. I feel like the back cover doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, how, in what respect? Because I, here's the thing that Bob's going to be triggered by. I'm pretty sure mm. the color choices are straight up bizarre. So like, if so, Tom, th- this means nothing to your eye, but like. If, if well, Tom, actually, I, I don't know much about uh, color blindness. Could you tell me? Could you? Would you do me a favor and look at that co- cover for me? Um, yes. What do you? Uh, could you tell me? Can you ID a? Uh, again, this is my total ignorance. Forgive me. Can you sure. ID a difference between the color of the of the uh, like the the framing and the the uh, and the yes. I can't. Okay. If I had to guess, I'm saying the lettering is blue and the framing is pink, but I don't think that's right. No, the no, framing so is also so blue. Yeah. Yes. So this is what I expected really to funny. trigger Bob is that you have basically a shade difference between. I mean, it's three shades really, but like There's between these, the, yeah. between the, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, for lack of a better. There's a level of incongruity this. to it, um, even though using similar shades of a color is very common, especially with blue, uh, as as people who are fans of blue uniforms uh, can tell you. All right, fellas, help me out. Is the cover, the back cover, another color? Uh, yes, it's the color of the of the lettering, not the not. See, the- but that looks lighter to me on the back. It is. It is. So, th- th- like lighter is- than the lettering. Oh, no, I think it's the same as the letter. The, cover, Maybe right. the letter and, and, from the front, the inside out from the front is the same as the back cover. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and then so now, but this all like, all right, also looking at the back, the fucking no spiritual surrender over the other uh, writing is going to give me a fucking it's, stroke. Right, it's inverted. So, yes, correct. So check this out. <laughs> this almost made my list and it still may. Here's my argument f- for uh, th- I would say that this is a record that visually does everything wrong. Yep. A- and still but, yes. 
and still manages to be incredibly evocative and capture something yes. that we all like. And we I all think the cover is perfect though. Like the photo. So, so it's, it should have been, this is our first note of Zach De La Rocha being somebody special is that the image of him and the way he performed is energetic and powerful in a still. Like if you look at this photo and you can see it in live shots as you go through the dude's, you know, musical and personal journey. He's so emotive in this photo. There's that it it would be very hard to fuck it up. And there's a lot of people who might argue that they tried. Uh, but but <laughs> um in a weird way and I think it's something that um you know, I mentioned those black flag records with the bright, bold colors. I meant we talked to Tom, you brought up Break Down the Walls with those that bright, solid color, you know. Um, in the 80s, punk, hardcore metal records were doing what they could to try to stand out from the crowd. Revelation was working on it. And if you look at some of their bigger records, they would often have really big, clear, bold photos, um, strong color prints, full colors. And it's one of the reasons when you look at the Rev discography and the colored vinyl, there's kind of a rainbow effect. They went through a lot of the colors. Um, it's why when you look at the Burn 7, it's the logo. just it's might as well be glowing, right? Um, they were going for this blue thing going here, and I don't hate it. I'm a big fan of these. There's a lot of little things I would... If I wasn't a traditionalist who was like, no, this is how it was, keep it. Even its imperfections are what I want. I want the oh the the track caught the guy breathing in a little too loud. Keep it. You don't don't take it out for for perfection's sake. Um, Pat, you want to know what really triggers me is the lowercase lettering and commitment to sentence structure on the song on the back. <laughs> That that's me what up. got you. I just don't like it. I, I don't like it. I don't like the um, the justification of the text with the very of the time '80s style. Like, oh, the word pebble doesn't fit, so let's have peb dash bull. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's I, all it's all correct. But like, you can see in and the it cuts off. Yeah, exactly. You can see in the spacing that it's like shit. You guys couldn't have, couldn't have figured this out. But then you realize like. This was either very early digital. I think this was very early digital, you know? Um, I don't like that it cuts off at the bottom, that your green mind tries to... Tries to. Tries to what? Right. Um, But... And, I mean, the the top, like, it literally... It's like, I'm trying to see the schooner. Like, I can't... Like, it's like one of those things, like, if you stare at it long enough and then you pull back, you can see it. So... That's what it feels like for me. And all that said, like... What does what the weird um, symbols are they are they significant? It's not totally explained to me. Um, the insert has some really good photos and also some kind of weird structures. All that said, I love it and uh, I wouldn't change a fucking thing about it. But and it's a complete it's a complete document. But then I ask you guys this on a purely sonic level: it's only four of the six tracks. Is it a complete document? If you go with the the vinyl version, yeah, uh, y- yes, I think so? I think it is okay. I, I give it I give it complete, but like, 
are there things I dislike about the cover? Sure, but it's so oh, good. Sure. You know, it's it's this isn't the case of Tide. Like, if they had used a inferior photo of Zach, this could have been a dud, but they didn't, and so it's it's all aces to me. I would like to read one thing to you. Let's hear it. Now, it's possible that this person doesn't the English is not their first language. I prefer to think that this is just how their brain works and that they are a really pleasant person. This is on this is the Discogs commentary on Madball set it off. Guys, <laughs> by the way, regard- this is clearly how we're ending the episode. Continue, Patrick. <laughs> I love this pressing. I listen to it often. I really like New York hardcore, and this pressing, I believe, does a great justice to the music of Madball. I would love if this that was a native English speaker who is just a very positive person. <laughs> I think that that would be – I wish that my brain worked the way that this person's brain works. Read it one more time, like clean, clear, full gusto. Go. I love <clears throat> I love this pressing. I listen to it often. I really like New York hardcore, and this pressing I believe does great justice to the music of Madball, Madball, as well as Agnostic Front. <laughs> if you know the history of New York hardcore, they were the predecessors of so many bands that came after them. Thank you. Good night, everybody. 